The Leader Podcast brings you news, analysis and commentary from the Evening Standard every weekday at 4pm. Subscribe to make sure you never miss out. And tell your friends about us too. Use the hashtag The Leader Podcast on social media. Now, from the Evening Standard in London, this is The Leader. Hi, I'm David Marsland. The US and Australia are airlifting citizens off a cruise ship with coronavirus on board. Will the UK do the same? It's clear that the virus is spreading. Certainly if you're on board that ship, I'm sure you'd be very concerned. Our deputy political editor, Nicholas Cecil, on the growing pressure British passengers are putting on the government. Also... Storm Dennis is on the retreat, but it's not quite over yet. And all kinds of strange things. I mean, um, a Superman outfit made for Christopher Reeve, a Frankenstein costume made for the Bride of Frankenstein in 1936, which is uh, rather random. Arts correspondent Robert Dex on the multi-million pound refurbishment of the V&A's Museum of Childhood. Taken from the Evening Standard's editorial column, this is the leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk slash comment. In a moment, the US and Australia are taking people off the Diamond Princess. Why are the Brits still on board? Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honouring highly requested new colours for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. British diplomats are scrambling to get nearly 80 UK citizens off a coronavirus-stricken cruise ship in a Japanese port. They say they're urgently considering all options, including a chartered repatriation flight. But with 99 more cases identified on the ship, more than 450 overall, Brits on board fear they've been forgotten about. Meanwhile, the US and Australia have already begun airlifting passengers off. The Evening Standard's editorial column says the British frustration is understandable and warns it's time for the government to act, as leaving them there looks increasingly likely to result in their infection. Well, our deputy political editor, Nicholas Cecil, joins me from the Westminster office. Nicholas, what's stopping the UK government from doing what the US and Australia have already started? Well, I don't think anything is actually stopping the UK government uh, from carrying out a repatriation flight. What health experts uh, are telling me is that 
in terms of actually containing the virus, that the best solution would be for people on board the ship to be taken on shore and to be quarantined locally in Japan. And Japan has a very advanced healthcare system, so it might be possible to do that. British diplomats have been exploring that with the Japanese authorities. But I think there is now growing pressure on the government, the British government, to, to, to follow the example of America and Australia, Canada and Israel, and to bring their nationals home. In some ways, that might be easier because we now have got facilities set up in the UK, for example, at Arrow Park Hospital uh, on Merseyside, to bring British nationals home and quarantine them for 14 days to try and contain the spread of this virus. And so Richard Branson's offered to give his help, and that's after an appeal for him to help people like David Abel, who's one of the British passengers on board, who's been uploading those videos of life stuck on the ship. Yeah, yes, uh, that was someone who actually was, uh, I think, appealing on behalf of passengers such as David Abel. And Richard Branson has said that he's in contact with the government. I'm not sure how much will come of that. Um, certainly the previous repatriation flights were, were, were chartered planes. Um, I think one came from Spain. But certainly the focus as of this morning in Whitehall was on trying to get a repatriation flight sorted out. Um, as of lunchtime today, that hadn't been guaranteed, but that's what British diplomats in Tokyo um, are, are working on. It must be for those passengers on board, whether they're British or not, really scary to be there because the numbers of people being infected on that ship keep going up every day. Yes, this morning we had confirmation of 99 more cases on board this ship. So it's clear that the virus um, is is spreading. Um, it, it, it is clearly quite infectious. The mortality rate is believed to be less than 2%. But certainly if you're on board that ship, I'm sure you'd be very concerned. Next. The damage and disruption caused by Storm Dennis. They've been clearing up in South Wales after Storm Dennis brought wind and rain across the weekend. In London, hundreds of commuter train services were cancelled or delayed as rail workers battled to repair the damage to lines. More than 600 flood alerts remain in place across Britain. Jonathan Prynne's been assessing the damage. And Jonathan, this is two storms in as many weeks, but London got off somewhat lightly with this one. It did. Uh, I mean, it was windy. We had gales. It was it rained like crazy for most of Sunday, uh, which is normally not good news for the the Monday start uh, to the to the working week for London. But there was plenty of warning for this storm. Um, the the Met Office were talking about it about uh, five or six days out, and the worst of it does seem to have um, hit the the um, elsewhere in the country. And, and there were some services that uh, weren't running this morning. Some flooded tracks around around the commuter network and and a, and a couple of landslides. But um, certainly, I think London overall dodged a bullet on uh, on Dennis. Who got it worst? Well, um, as ever, uh, dear old West Country, South Wales, flooding was um, sort of Gloucestershire, those parts of the country that always seem to be in the line of fire when these 
storms barrel in from the Atlantic, and and the first land they hit is uh, is those areas to the to the west of the British Isles, and they they bear the brunt of it. By the time it had reached London, the wind speeds are slightly lower, and, and there's not quite so much rain. Is this over now? Are we are we done with the storms for now? It's yeah. I mean, it, you know, crystal ball time. It's one of those phenomenon. We just don't know how many of these storms we're going to get. We're only on Dennis, which is four in, given that they named them alphabetically. And I think in the peak year, I think we went to about 13 or 14 named storms. So the potential is there for several more, I would have thought, before the winter is out. They tend to peter out um, when when the spring warmer weather comes. But, I, you know, I, it's certainly not time to unbatten the, ha- the hatches or whatever the opposite is of battening down the hatches. And you can get weather updates online at standard.co.uk and also keep up to date with our audio bulletins available through smart speakers. Just ask for the news from the Evening Standard now. The V&A's Museum of Childhood is one of London's favourite attractions and it's about to get a £13 million refit. It does mean it'll be shut for two years, but the reward at the end will be 2,000 objects going on show, from a huge warhorse puppet to original illustrations by Beatrix Potter. Our arts correspondent Robert Dex has been given a sneak preview of the plans. Robert, they look really impressive. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't normally celebrate a museum closing, but uh, in this case, it, it's sort of good news. Um, it closes later this year for two years um, and gets a £13 million rejig, essentially. Um, if you go in two years' time, I don't think the building will look that different from outside. Um, inside, it will have been tidied up, smartened up. They're adding a stage to it. Um, but actually, what's really going to change is what, what they're bringing in. Um, it all started because of a, a place nobody really knows about and goes to called Blythe House down the road in Olympia, which is where lots of London museums, including the V&A, keep all the things they do that have room to show. The government decided they wanted to sell off Blythe House and lots of museums were suddenly faced with, oh heck, we've got all this stuff, what are we going to do with it? Um, and one of the things the V&A is doing, I mean, many, many things, it's opened an outpost in Scotland and it, it's going to East London and Stratford as well. But it's sort of opening out the space it has in what in what in Whitechapel at the Museum of Childhood and bringing in lots of things that aren't very often on display. So um, it will seem, I imagine, when you walk through the door, like a brand new museum. What sort of really special things have they had hidden away there? Um, all kinds of strange things. I, I mean, um, a Superman outfit made for Christopher Reeve for Superman Four, a Frankenstein costume made for the Bride of Frankenstein in 1936, which is. Uh, rather random and um, there's going to be a huge collection of dolls houses um star wars models of course it is the museum of childhood there's kind of no limit on what they can put in it and and it looks like they're really going to take it and run with that yeah i've certainly enjoyed taking my own son around the museum of childhood mostly to point at the toys that i used to have and tell him how much better my toys were than his. But I guess maybe it does need a bit of a refresher. It must have been some time since it's kind of been changed up a bit. I mean, yeah, I mean, it opened in the in the 19th century. I mean, obviously, it has changed since then. But, I mean, it has sort of, as you go in, there's a big central hall and then two or three floors either side of, of displays. And it, it was quite sort of tired and a bit old-fashioned looking. And I guess... I'm, I'm sure they'd rather not close, but to close for two years to sort of bring it up to speed and up to date, it will probably be a worthwhile investment. 
And that's The Leader. You can subscribe through your podcast provider and get in touch with us through the hashtag The Leader Podcast. We're back tomorrow at four. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.